Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are going to finish up this topic today. Shifting market inflation recession. Oh my. And the reality of it is, is there is an excellent chance that all of those things will be happening. And what Julie and I are going to be doing is today's podcast series is again, second part of the series where we're going to be helping you prepare your businesses. And then starting tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. What do you think tomorrow? Yes. Hopefully. We're- Oh, <laughs> we're going to be doing a really great podcast, maybe one or two day show on really what inflation means, because many of us, um, Julie and I included to some extent, have never really experienced what's about to happen in the economy. And what's about to happen in the economy is going to be something that's going to change all the rules. And just putting this in context, the price of everything that you can possibly imagine, every single thing that you buy is going to increase and increase dramatically. And that is the unfortunate truth. And why not just basically cut through all the Mickey Mouse and just get to the bottom line. That is the bottom line. You are in a blessed position because of the fact that you're in an industry where your income will rise right along with inflation because you're selling more expensive houses. Julie and I shared uh, this with you guys yesterday. Average price in the United States, according to several reports, is now well over $500,000. Appreciation or inflation, which is really what it is, and markets like Austin have been year over year over 30%. There's going to be, in many parts of the country, increase in real estate prices. I dare, I'm trying to avoid using the word um, appreciation because it really is inflation. But the cost of a home is going to go up in many parts of the country by, believe it or not, 50% this year. And there's no real reasons to believe that it's going to slow down. But really what I'm hoping, and Julie and I will um, work on this on the show starting tomorrow, there's no reason to believe that there's going to be any sort of bubble. There's not going to be any sort of resetting yep. of prices. This is not 2000, 2008 again, 2007, 2008 again. Uh, do not believe the hype. And 99% of the time, the people that are telling you there's going to be a bubble are the ones that have something. Um, basically, they have a dog in the fight. They're trying to sell you something like a get on a list for REOs or something like that. But there is no reason to believe there's going to be a return to what prices were before because nothing is the same as it was before, specifically with inflation. And before we get to our first point, Julie, mm-hmm. just so we can foreshadow this a little bit. Sure. I did find this article on CNBC. Let me find it. Um, here it is. This is, I thought this was actually, honestly, I'm not going to say shocking, but it was shocking. Mm-hmm. So this is how, we talked about yesterday how people are doing substitutions. They're deciding what to buy and what not to buy. We talked about Bob going to Feed and Seed to buy, um, you know, feed for his llama, I think was our yeah, example, right? That's right. And he decided to pass on the um, new work gloves that he also was planning on getting. And then because he doesn't buy them, then the work glove company, then obviously uh, the Feed and Seed doesn't make as much money. The work glove company doesn't make as much money. And that starts a cycle of a uh, layoffs. And that is what's going to most likely happen towards the end of this year into next year, where we're going to start seeing a very severe recession. We don't think, and uh, maybe we're wrong, but we, we're not economists, that's for sure, but we don't think the Fed's going to be able to raise rates in a meaningful way. Uh, some people are saying in order to completely slow the economy down and completely get inflation under, under uh, you know, essentially under control, they're going to have to raise the rates to something close to 18 or 20%. Can you imagine? I mean, no one's going to do anything with their money, and you're talking about dark ages as far as the economy. So for that reason, we don't believe it's going to happen. 
Do we believe that interest rates will continue to increase this year? Yes. Do we believe they could go as high as 7 or maybe 7.5%? Yes. Do we believe that it'll have a meaningful negative impact on housing? No. Yes, you're going to have lower-end buyers that will take themselves out of the market and they'll stay renters. And yes, that's going to have long-term ramifications. A lot of people being, you know, renting until they're in their 30s and their 40s. I mean, that's going to happen. Um, you know, maybe they'll decide not to live in the more expensive areas. But these are all types of things that we've all experienced before, but we've never experienced all these things before uh, at the same time where you have rising costs of everything. So this isn't, you know, inflation and everything is something that none of us have experienced in a meaningful way in our lifetimes. And so I found this great chart. Which of the following, if any, have you done in the past six months because of higher prices? Yes, I have to get a little closer for this one. Okay, have you, for example, cut back on dining out, cut back on driving, Canceled a monthly subscription. Oh, you want to do the percents? The percents okay. Yeah. Cut, <clears throat> excuse cut me. back on dining out. 53% of people have cut back on dining out. Yes. Uh, cut back on driving, 39%. Canceled a monthly uh, subscription, 35%. Switched from a brand name product to a generic product, 32%. We talked about that on the podcast yesterday, how that a lot of people are doing that. Yep. Canceled a trip or a vacation, 29%. Delayed buying a car, 22%. Borrowed money or took on credit card debt, uh, to cover expenses, 20%. I'm surprised it's that high. Delayed buying a home, only 15%. And did not pay my bills, only 13%. So the biggest percentage was certainly cutting back on dining, followed by driving. Yeah. And so one of the things that you'll see, even in ref- uh, uh, you know essentially inflationary cycles like this, people still, it, they can't cut back on housing. A housing expense is something that everyone's going to have, whether you're renting or you're making a mortgage payment. And so I think you all agree, if housing is expected to inflate by 25 or 30% or gosh knows uh, how much in the foreseeable future, it makes a hell of a lot more sense to buy right now, even if you have to overpay based on the most recent comps, do whatever it takes to buy a house urgently. And even if you're locking in a rate that's in the 45 to 5% range, who cares? Because if rates do go down again sometime in the future, you can always refinance. But if you end up renting, you're going to see your rental expense go up by double digits for sure. So absolutely positively buy. If you can buy, buy. And all your buyers that are on the fence waiting for you know something to happen, you need to help them understand that they're going to miss what might be the best, best last time to purchase a home, maybe for the next forever. And it could, it could very well happen. So again, what is happening is a hard reset of all prices, not just real estate. What are you thinking? Well, so I was thinking knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. So if you're being fearful, it's because you're being ignorant of what to do about it, how to deal with it, and what the actual facts are. Remembering that our job is to educate you, motivate you, and get you into action. And when we're doing these statistics, Tim, you know, honestly, from a coaching perspective, I thought, you know, what was it? 39% cut back on driving. And, you know, gas prices, depending on where you are in the country, are up between 35 and 50% year over year. Think about the difference between a buyer's agent and a listing agent. Who's doing all the driving? Yeah, that's a really good point. So that's yet another reason to get back or to get into being a really great listing agent because literally you're going to save money. Well, here's the other ironic aspect of this, and let's do get back to our points because we'll vamp on yeah, this forever sure. the rest of the week. But your cost of lead generation, uh, those of you who have been buying buyer leads, it's going to go through the roof too. So again, going back to the fallacy that's the buying buyer lead business model, it's going to get worse. Not only are commissions falling, not only is it more competitive to 
you know, uh, sell it, find a house for your prospective buyer. But those of you who think have normalized rather uh, paying big referral fees or just paying a flat fee for a buyer lead, you're going to find that expense goes up. So your living expenses are going to go up. Your cost of servicing, you know, Julie just used the gas example as an example, is going to go up. Your commissions are going to go down. It's not a good end of the business to be in if you have a choice between primarily focusing on buyers or sellers. You definitely want to focus primarily on sellers, and that does require skills. And that is what we do at our coaching company. We Our real focus of our business is, yes, we teach you how to work with buyers and build your team and scale up, and we have sections on marketing and branding. But in a market like this, well, really every market, what our primary focus is going to be getting you into action to as quickly quickly, and as really painlessly uh, as possible to become a listing agent. Because that's where you need to be to essentially, you can actually build your business because of this housing market. You can build your business because of this economy. Think counterintuitively. You, if, if everyone is operating out of fear, you need to understand that fear is going to cause them not to take action, which means there's going to be more opportunity for you to seize. Remember, guys, last year, it, everyone said it's the hottest seller's market forever. 6.5 million homes sold. That means there were, what, 13 million real estate transactions that happened, not including new construction. It's projected there's going to be the same amount of home sales this year. So there's not... Um, there's not a lack of homes to sell. Well, technically, in a lot of markets, there are. There's a lack of agents that know actually how to find the listings to sell to their buyers. Because I was just on a coaching call with um, a team that works in New York, and they work in L.A. Mm -hmm. And they do not hardly ever, in New York, it's Street Easy, in L.A., it's the MOS. They hardly ever find their listings from uh, any of the, you know, let's call them public databases. Yes. They right. find them through networking. Mm -hmm. They find them through calling. They find them through asking, do you know yeah. someone who's thinking about buying or selling and I should be helping in this market? Yeah, talking about real estate all the time, using easy question-based scripts so that you do know who's interested in selling. We had this conversation with many coaching clients today. Absolutely. Where you ask, paint me a picture, ideally, what's going on in your real estate world? And they say, I've got this to sell and I want this to buy. And you keep track of that and you become more of a matchmaker. Well, they these guys, Stephen and Anthony, if you guys are listening, what they did is they did a direct mail. For example, they had somebody who wanted to buy, get ready, a $10 million <laughs> apartment, of course. That's worth a postcard spend. Exactly, right? Well, it wasn't even a postcard. It was a very nice a handwritten note. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to buy in this one particular building, and it was a cash buyer for $10 million. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so they said, well, you know what? There's nothing for sale, so we're going to mail everyone in that building and then we're going to start uh, working whatever, uh, you know, essentially calling people that we know that might know somebody the rest of it. And guess what? Today, uh, or maybe it was yesterday, they got a call. I've got the perfect apartment. It was another agent who had a pocket listing that are. they didn't even know about. And that's how they basically scared this listing uh, free. And this gal probably is going to buy it. It's like exactly what she was looking for. Proactive lead generation. That's the only way you're going to do it in a market like this. It absolutely and, and by the way, the seller's market, if you guys think there's going to be any sort of um, slowing of the, essentially it being favoring the seller's market, no not way. a chance in hell. If anything, it's going to become more of a seller's market because of inflation. So we absolutely hope you're listening to what we're telling you because we're telling you the stone cold truth. Put all your energies towards learning how to become a listing agent. Furthermore, since I'm just coming off that coaching call, I'll tell you the last thing I told him. As you guys, 
it's important to always have one eye towards the horizon, but you know, essentially, you know, one eye, your primary energy is on the next step ahead. In a market like this, do not get too far ahead. Do not start thinking about doing anything speculative. Again, we're going to talk about mm -hmm. this on the series that we're going to start tomorrow. Do not start thinking about a big branding exercise or marketing or anything that's going to be speculative. You need to focus on the practical and the tactical of things that are going to put money in your uh, pocket, obviously in a position to help people as quickly as possible. The long-range forecast, the long-range stuff is not for a market like this. It's People are calling it getting back to the basics. There's a couple articles on Inman about that. How about getting back to actually what works and never stop doing what works? How about that? I don't know. Call it the basics. Call it what you want to. Yeah. But most of you never learned how to do the basics. You don't know how because you've entered in the market during this crazy seller's market where there's a constant FOMO, FOMO from a seller. If I don't sell, I'm not going to get my, you know, Willy Wonka golden ticket. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to win the real estate lottery and FOMO from the buyers. If I don't buy something, I'm not going to buy a house. If, if that FOMO starts to a little bit, you know, back off, if all of a sudden you're lower end buyers, your buyers that were scraping the down payment, now they can't afford it because the, obviously the real estate cost has gone up and they haven't been able to increase their down payment. All these types of things are going to take out a large segment of the lower end buyers and they're going to be the long term renters. Um, but there's still going to be lots of opportunity. You just have to know how to get it. So we uh, are absolutely positively hoping that you understand the importance of taking action on this right away. Become one of our coaching clients. Text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R. -E -E Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. And just sign up for Premier Coaching. You can do it right there on the website. You can join for as little as $100 a month. To text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R. -E um, and you can, not only is it basically $100 a month, depending on how you choose to check out, but you get a daily semi-private coaching call. You get access to all of our listing presentations, a pre-listing pack, every single uh, script that you might need to use with talking with any kinds of you know folks. So if you have a choice of what you're going to be doing with your marketing money or with your education money that you've maybe mentally or actually written down what your budget's going to be this year, why not focus on the thing that's going to get you the most long-term bang for the buck, and that's you becoming a listing agent. So text the word PREMIER, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47. 372. And remember, message and data rates may apply. All right, Julie, so we are going to get back and we're going to get to point number seven. Yes. Okay, so we're headed for a recession, stagflation. How will rising interest rates affect the real estate market? These are the questions that we know are on your mind. Yesterday, we covered points one through six. Today is point number seven, Julie Harris. Yes, so you just mentioned a little bit about this. Point number seven, don't rely on what could be known as vanity metrics. Those are likes, shares, views, and retweets. What matters are appointments, contracts, and closings. Just because you have 100 likes on a post does not mean that you're making money this month or this week or today. Your real estate treasure map teaches you how to track what matters, focusing on those appointments, contracts, and closings, and certainly tracking your active listings, your pending listings. Numbers. That's really the bottom line of point yeah. number seven. Let me give you another for example. Another coaching call with somebody, um, and he was wanting, to, he had spent, um, he'd been invited to some really high-end uh, parties with a lot of celebrities at Coachella, the big music yeah, festival yeah. that happens mm -hmm. every year. And he's wondering, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be there with my partner. How can we go about making the most of this opportunity? And I, he said, you know, do I sponsor something? Do I do this? Do I do the other thing? I said, no, here's what we're going to do. You guys are going to get there and you're going to separate one person this direction, one person the other direction. You guys are going to have a competition that each of you are going to uh, obtain, uh, connect to 30 new people minimum. This is over three days, so that should be relatively easy. 
Uh, so maybe I'll up it on their next coaching call to like 30 a day. And what they're going to do is they're not just going to say, hello, how do you do? But a contact that results in them gathering the phone number and then you know ex ex uh, exchanging cell phone numbers so then they can follow up with them after the event. That's what they're gonna be doing. And they were talking about the fact that they knew uh, Kylie Jenner or something mm -hmm. and that they were going to try to get Kylie Jenner to introduce uh, them to some of her friends and whatnot. Ah, there you go. And I said, well, who cares if you introduce if she introduces you to them, you have to get their information. Right. So get through, he, then he said, well, why don't I just basically find them on Instagram? Because they won't remember you and what makes you think that some of these people even check their Instagram you need the messages? Connection. They don't, you need their cell phone numbers. So it doesn't count unless you get the cell phone number. Well, what do I say to get the cell phone number? And then we worked the rest of the day on the coaching call on that particular topic. Not difficult, people are always looking to make contacts mm -hmm. with people that are also in their tribe. So that's relatively straightforward. Um, but anyway, that's the bottom line. So when you're working on what should I be doing next, go to a party and make a point of introducing yourself and making at least a certain number of new contacts. A contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult, right? And then get their information so you can then follow up with them and add them to your center of influence and past client list. Very powerful. Well, yes, and that's called actively and on purpose building your center of influence list so that you can, proactively right? yeah. so that you can connect people. People love to talk about real estate, especially now. It is not <laughs> a difficult conversation. So especially, speaking, especially yeah. in California. Well, for sure. Yeah. So point number eight, commit to being a successful listing agent. Refer your buyers to buyer agent partners who pay you referral fees. Being a listing agent means that you list more than just repeat and referral clients. They're all great, but you are also actively seeking, just as Tim just described, new listings from a variety of spokes every single day. Know your magic number and be ready for it to increase as the market shifts. Your magic number is the number of active listings you need at all times to drive those units that you need every single month. So be that successful listing agent. One of the best things that you guys that have lots of buyers should be doing is actively prospecting for listings for those buyers to buy. Okay, like your example of the $10 million buyer that they found something for them. Okay. So for example, let's say you've got your normal average buyers that are highly motivated, but you haven't been able to find them anything. That would be your fault why they're not in contract. So you can do something, for example, do all the normal search criteria, but look in expireds, look in year old expireds, you know? Well, let's take a step back yeah, though. Sure. You have to be very selective in the buyers that you're actually gonna work with I in a market. I did say motivated. Like, right, I know, mm -hmm. you said motivated, but what is a motivated buyer? Many of you don't know. Um, so you're going to have to, again, we don't, this isn't the topic of today's coaching call, but we definitely drilled down on this in the premier coaching program. You have to have a very rigid set of rules about which buyers you're going to work with. And frankly, if you don't, you're going to end up wasting a lot of your time, that time and energy you can't get back. And that time and energy, frankly, your coaches, Tim and Julie Harris would have definitely preferred you using towards, uh, becoming a powerful listing agent. So if you're gonna work with buyers, which all of you should, even our top producing listing agents who make virtually all their income from listings, we always prescribe to them that have at least two or three AAA buyers. But these are buyers that have, you know, essentially passed uh, certain filters so that they, you know ultimately that they're not time wasters. And that's really important. Julie said, when you get other buyer leads out, you always wanna pre-qualify your buyers, pull out the buyers that have houses to sell, take the listings, and again, uh, you, that would be a very motivated, that would be an example of a very motivated uh, a prospective buyer, by the way. But all these others that you get that aren't necessarily having a house to sell, you can refer those to other agents in your marketplace. And what are agents paying for referral fees right now? Upwards to 50%. Now, don't be, I would suggest not charging more than 25 or 30%, but you do your business the way you're going to do it. But refer those buyers out, and that can be how you scale up your team, and then you're not reliable for, or, or essentially responsible for 
you know, running an adult daycare, daycare, yeah. AKA a real estate team. And when you get a buyer lead in, you can just uh, refer that buyer lead out to an independent agent. And if you're an EXP agent, by the way, that's a killer way for you to build your EXP front line as far as revenue share goes. And yes, Julie and I are associated with EXP Realty. And yes, of course, we'd love for the opportunity to be your EXP Realty sponsors. If you're ready to join EXP and you're looking for a sponsor that'll be very proactive in your success, Julie and I are formally applying for the job of being your EXP Realty sponsor. So you can just text me directly. And I know a lot of you get this number and you call thinking I'm gonna answer. I will never answer, so you don't bother calling. But you can text at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206, and we'll start the conversation about you moving forward with EXP Realty. It's our pleasure and our honor to be considered for the to be considered uh, by you to be your sponsor at EXP Realty. So please do text us directly, um, and you can just text me at 512-758-0206. That is my real cell phone. I will respond personally, so don't be uh, surprised when I respond personally quickly. I uh, follow our own rules, one of which is called furiously fast lead follow-up. Mm, that's right. Point number nine, Julie. Okay, point number nine. Again, we're talking about what to do in recessionary times in a shifting market. Create a transaction fee spoke. Now, we teach you how to do this in Premier Coaching. If you charge a standard issue, $397 transaction fee, some of you live in areas where it's $497, $597, but let's just use $397, and you do 20 transactions this year, that's an additional almost $8,000, which is 100% profit. If you do 50 deals, it's about 20 grand. Your product is profit. Everyone else in the transaction charges transaction fees. You can and should too, but we teach you how to do it properly, ethically, and, and very uh, predictably. And by the way, yeah. transaction fees on both sides of the transaction. Not no. So if you're working with a buyer, you charge them a transaction fee. If you're working with a seller, you charge them a transaction fee. We're not saying you charge a transaction fee to a co-op's uh, client, no. though that would be awesome. Especially some <laughs> of them, right? Yeah. But so ultimately, yeah. yes, you can make ends meet when the cash flow is not flowing as fast of charging transaction fees, you can actually pay for your transaction coordinator. You can pay, have pass all that expense uh, back to the customer and they'll pay it uh, because guess what? They want to buy a house. And guess what? The seller's market is just getting started. That's right. One of my coaching clients has typically yearly about 30 grand, give or take, from transaction fees. And they use it for a couple of things. Sometimes it just goes to savings because they haven't had to use it. Um, sometimes they use it to fix a transaction because, you know, everybody has to occasionally chip in. But you feel a heck of a lot better about it when the money's sitting there from transaction fees. Well, we've known people that have charged over $1,000 yes. in transaction fees. Yeah, pretty common, actually. Yeah, and they'll break, on like, we, again, we show you how to do this in Premier Coaching. But, for example, on the net sheet, it wouldn't just say transaction fee. You'd break down what the transaction fee was going to. And it would be some, every, you know, however you disclosed it would be completely legal and all the rest of it. Because you do have to disclose it, obviously. But you're showing them exactly what the money is going to. Um, and if you're selling, if, for example, you get some random call from some property that maybe is lower than you'd like to list, and maybe the commission, the normal commissions in the market don't make sense, throw a transaction fee on top there. We've known people over our last 30 years who were selling a lot of, lo like hundreds, if yeah. not thousands, of cheapy houses. But they were charging sometimes upward. I remember one guy in particular. I don't mm -hmm. want to mention his name because mm -hmm. um, he's no longer with us. Yep. But he would charge. He would sell these houses in Michigan that would be like remember, you know yep. thirty and forty grand. But he would charge like twelve hundred dollar transaction fees. Yes. So he made That's all right. of his money off the transaction fees. I, I remember uh, one of our clients and actually coaches in Florida during the recession when the condos dropped value. She would do the same thing. Just have a transaction fee. Then it made sense to do the deal. You're talking about this, Michelle. Yeah. This yeah. is not unusual, guys. So. 
you know, know how to do it. There's a way to do it. It's part of the net sheet. It's a positive thing. It's kind of a disclosure thing. So again, we teach it in Premier Coaching. Okay. Now, point number 10 for every single person listening, double down on all of your proactive lead generation efforts. Draw your spokes in the wheel on a whiteboard on your wall and make sure you're actively pursuing all of them. Do at least three times what you would normally do in the pursuit of each spoke. For example, if you usually speak to your center of influence, what you guys call your database, once a year, make it once per quarter or once per month. You've got a, at least 3x what you normally do. Why? Because you have these occasional objections to overcome that we've talked about in previous podcasts because you are probably going into recessionary times where you need to make more contacts to accomplish your needs. That's really the bottom line. It's going to be more contacts in any changing market. It's going to be more contacts. And it's going to be very, very thorough pre-qualifying. That's right. I mean, one of the things I've been talking a lot with our coaches and our coaching clients about is to drill down a bit deeper and to not bail. Like if somebody throws out, well, you know, that'd be great to cash out, but where am I going to move? Don't just drop the conversation. Ask them to paint you a picture. What are you looking for? And talk about things like leasebacks. Talk about longer closings. John Walkinshaw in Canada, okay? He is like the master of having longer closings with very qualified people where he makes the whole transaction work, buys time for the sellers to find something. It's all working out. So the thing is, you can't bail when you hear an objection. That's one of the reasons why we have coaching is so you guys don't be like deer in the headlights and get off the phone. So we did a podcast in January um, about the different ways to generate listing leads. And you guys need to go back and find that. It Obviously, there's we've done... Um, more than 2,000 podcasts at this point, but they're all on iTunes, on Stitcher, on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. One of the benefits of listening to the podcast off our main website is that all the notes are there. And Julie and I usually, I mean, 99% of the time we use notes. Now, granted, we, you know, vamp and meander off our notes, mm-hmm. but they're all there. Um, and when we cite something, we'll, you know, the reference material will be in all of our notes. But really, uh, iTunes, wherever you want to get it. And within those notes, you'll get a lot of great ways to generate your own listing leads going forward. Again, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about a second ago. If you're just going to the MLS, you're not going to be making any money this year or next year or ever. The whole market has changed and it's going to continue to change in that direction. That's right. Okay, point number 11, connect to other motivated, educated, and ambitious agents like yourself through our Premier Coaching. Get your treasure map done and follow it. Stay away from lazy, complacent, drama-filled agents. I had a lot of interesting conversations today. You know, this is my kind of jam-packed coaching day. Yep. And I I was asking the question, because all of you guys are chattering about this on, you know, different sites. uh, What has the impact of higher interest rates been to your trajectory, your clients, your prospects, et cetera? And to a person, I think I have one exception. Somebody lost a a very, a client, you know, a buyer client that was on the edge anyway, right? A a probably lower end client, right? Yeah. Exactly. Who could not, because I always ask, is it a savable deal? Do you need our help? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we do save deals. But this was somebody who had to be FHA due to a low credit score. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can't just convert them to conventional. So uh, other than that example, guess what all of their answers were? Why? No, I don't have problems with that because I'm a listing agent. Right. Okay. And you would be surprised because most of the people we talk to, um, at least on our, our elite calls, have pretty developed businesses. They are listing agents. Now, they will tell you, because they're proactive and they talk to so many people, they will tell you that not everybody has to buy, okay? Uh, go back to John in, in Canada. Seven out of eight of his listings in the past 60 days had either already bought, were moving to a different house that they already owned, 
or were moving out of state and did not need him to find them something. So this is what we're talking about, about the basics. Julie just said something, and I'm going to drill down on what she said. Um, so the first thing I'm going to say is something that some of you might find offensive, but it is so true. So go ahead and be offended, and I'll basically back it up with a little bit of, uh, you know, hit you over the head with a truth hammer. There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. Correct. There's no such thing, listeners, as a buyer that has to buy. You want me to say it again? I'm not going to. You heard me the first two times. The, the real truth is, is that buyers in a market where they're uh, feeling any sort of financial insecurities, they'll take themselves out of the market. Now, there'll always be buyers to buy listings, but if you have 10 buyers you're in your mind or you're planning on buying these buyer leads and you have a whole bunch in your database and you think that's how you're going to make ends meet this year, most, if not all, those buyers are going to go from what you perceive to be, let's say, a 7 out of 10 on motivation. They're all going to ratchet themselves down to a 4 out of 10. Why? Not because they still don't want to buy a house, but because they're going to feel financially and emotionally insecure because they too won't understand the impacts of inflation. They'll notice that gas prices and everything else prices have, have gone up. That's going to psychologically take the wind out of their sales. It's, you know, so they don't have it because there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. Buyers can always stay put. In some cases, keep their houses. In most cases, they're going to stay renting. Buyers never have to buy. And yet, there are always examples of sellers that have to sell. So get that clear in your head. There are examples of sellers that absolutely positively have to sell. No matter what the inflation rate is, no matter what the interest rates are, no matter who the president is, no matter whether or not the whatever is going on, there will always be examples of sellers that have to sell. So if you have to choose between working with people that are at best a, maybe a 6 or 7 out of 10 on motivation or people that are 10 out of 10 on motivation, why wouldn't you work for the people that are guaranteed a paycheck? right? Why would you mess around? And the only answer is, you know what it is, listeners, right? Low skill. You guys don't know how to do it. You don't actually have, know how to become listing agents. You think you become a listing agent when your buyers decide to finally put their houses for sale that you sold to them five years ago. What if you could skip the line? What if you could just go right to the front and start becoming listing agents now? A transitional period like this is the best time to start focusing on becoming listing agents because there is the uncertainty. So if you um, inject confidence and skill into your marketplace where most agents that you're going to be competing with and you are competing do not have confidence because they themselves are suffering. Uh, maybe they're watching too much CNN or Fox or whatever and they're psychologically freaking themselves out and they maybe are worried about the price of you know things going up and all the rest of it, right? So they're not able to separate themselves from the noise. They're going to do what most people do when they're feeling fear. They're not going to be ambitious. They're going to reel themselves in. They're going to financially put themselves underneath the staircase and wait for the clouds to clear. That means it creates opportunity for you because even though there's a record number of real estate agents, there's not a record number of real estate agents that will actually know how to transact. That's the reason we go from a sort of, you know, we go from a fluffy market now where it was essentially you didn't have to have a lot of skill realistically to be successful in this past market to a skills-based market. That's what this is all about. And this is when, frankly, the whole, the, the pecking order in all these real estate markets change. It is not unusual at all that after a, a huge cycle like this, and again, this is completely, un, uh, 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 we've never experienced anything like this. Uh, early 80s, late 70s would be the most uh, similar, but really nothing has ever happened like this, maybe in the history of humanity. How about that for a big headline? But it is the truth. So we're going to be experiencing all kinds of uncertainty and all kinds of people that are going to be, you know, progno prognosticating on the, you know, too far to the, the doom and gloom. And you're not hearing anyone talk, uh, talk about the fact that there's going to be opportunities in a market like this, except for Julie and I, because there are opportunities. The greatest fortunes of humanity, of every single business, if you think about it, every single 
of the largest businesses or even the uh, families that maybe made money and have kept it for hundreds of years, they've always made it during times of change. And that's what we're entering into now. The greatest fortunes of men and women have always been made during the greatest times of change. We're in one of those greatest times of change now. So the worst thing for you to do is be overwhelmed with fear. The worst thing for you to do is surround yourself with people that are fearful. So this goes to Julie's point. You got to be seeking out people that are ambitious, seeking out people that are looking to be of service to other people through a skills-based approach uh, to real estate and to life in general. Does this make sense, Jules? It absolutely does. And I do have to give a special shout out to all of our coaches and our coaching clients because I can tell just in the past two weeks when we really started talking about this very seriously, we've, we've warned them about it before, but now we're For like really, three years. Right. And now it's coming to fruition <laughs> and we're drilling down and trying to help you guys. I have to give them a shout out because- the conversations that I see between the coaches and clients and as well as our own conversations, very quickly they have switched to things that skilled agents do. Okay? Right. Very quickly. They have 3 x their proactive lead generation. They also, this is an interesting byproduct, they are all studying different types of mortgage products that are, of course, we all know about 30-year fixed traditional stuff. But there are arms coming out. There's rate buy-downs going out. There's a couple of lenders doing 2% for two years, and then it adjusts. Again, these guys don't know what it is. So we I need- know. I'm going to do a podcast about it. Exactly. My point is, nice job coaching clients for not taking too long to make that shift yourself because knowledge does equal confidence. Ignorance equals fear. So that's what I, I want them to be very clear on that. A shifting market does not mean the sky is falling. It it's, means that you have to shift your skills. That's right. But especially in real estate. Yes. Because they're selling something, that, and you guys are selling. Let's be clear about that word. Your salespeople, they are selling something that everybody needs. Yes. A right. roof over their head. Uh, yes. It's not Every, difficult. That's incredible. <laughs> so you, what you you should be incredibly thankful and grateful and frankly, thanking the past version of yourself that was smart enough to get a real estate license, Mm -hmm. that you are in this market at this time. And anybody that tries to convince you to think any other way, they're trying to use fear to sell you something. That's just the stone cold bottom line truth. Ignore them because there's nothing that uh, is positive. There's no good energies or thoughts or actions that come from feeling fearful. Nothing. You just basic people. It's the human condition. When you feel fear, you don't take action. When you feel fear, you don't learn new things. Um, don't double down on dumb. That's the other thing. I'll yep. leave you guys with that today. And Julie and I will pick up on that particular point um, the re- rest of this week. If you're not getting what should be a, almost an immediate result between your effort and, get, and helping someone and getting paid, if there's not a direct A equals B, stop doing it immediately. Yep. And that means all these branding ex- exercises, all this long range, I'm building my brand. I'm scaling my business. I'm going to build a big YouTube following. I'm do not look if you got a whole ton of money and you can ride out this recession and you can ride out for maybe two or three years and basically live off your saved money go for it you can go ahead and do that experiment but for all the rest of us which is frankly all of us you have to be keeping things practical and tactical thus our book right i mean harris rules it's would you remember the cop the the byline <laughs> a real estate agent's practical no bs step-by-step guide to becoming rich and free don't deviate from the next step, like, you know, it's the Navy SEAL thing, right? They keep themselves, I don't remember if it's a five foot, it's a three circ- foot yeah. yeah, whatever it is, right? They basically, their whole world when they're forward deployed, when they're in action is a five foot circle around them. They're not spending any more time other than, you know, what's immediately going on around them. And yet some of you guys have been seduced into believing that you're supposed to build these big brands, you're supposed to build these big teams, you're supposed to be doing all this marketing, this lead generation. 
I assure you, when the cash flow stops flowing as quickly and you still have to pay those bills and then you stop paying for those things and you realize that no, those things weren't generating any business for you at all anyway, you stop doing them and everything's still the same, you'll then realize what Julian and I have been telling you for all these years is true. It's all the types of fluff that only come from um, essentially a hot seller's market. And these things, have, we've seen this since the late 90s when Julie and I started selling, well, early 90s we started selling, but late 90s we saw a bunch of marketing and branding and team building stuff, and it's come and gone, come and gone, come and gone. And now it's about to go again. All that stuff's gonna start exiting the back door because agents are gonna have to get practical and tactical in order to basically thrive in this changing market. That's hopefully what all of you guys know to be the truth. Don't be scared, don't be intimidated, be excited. Because unfortunately, there's only, you know, what, maybe 20 or 30,000 of you will listen to this. Um, that's 20 or 30,000 of 1.6 million agents. So there's a lot of people that aren't going to hear this message, unfortunately, which means that you're going to find yourself having a competitive ad advantage in the marketplace when you take a proactive lead generation skills-based approach to your business. That will give you an unfair advantage. How about that? It's not about how many videos you created, how many likes you got on TikTok or wherever the hell you kids are doing. <laughs> it's about knowing how to generate the business, knowing how to actually help the customer. That's what this market's all about. And congratulate, I, I sincerely mean this, congratulations to all of you guys for being in the right place at the right time. Now it's important for you to take the right actions. Agreed. So we're going to pick up uh, tomorrow. This is the end of this series. And we're going to talk more about inflation. We're going to give you guys some very practical information so you don't have to feel intimidated about it. So when you come across people in the news mostly that are trying to make you feel powerless to it, we're going to give you the anecdote to all of that mm -hmm. so that you can be, you know, you can hear it, you can filter it, you can realize what they're trying to do, and you can move past it. So we're going to give you that intel. That's setting the bar really high for you, Julie Gotta Harris. go. <laughs> Julie's got to get started on. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. Please do continue to, your homework from this pod and every pod is to share this podcast with at least three other agents that you know. Um, and also, please do uh, give us a great five-star review on iTunes. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Help us to build the audience. So frankly, Julie and I can stay in tune uh, and we can stay on our mission of being of service to all of you guys, which is really what our professional mission in life truly is. You have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.